Does it have no redeeming features for you? The thick guy. <laughs> that died 10 minutes until in. It, until but died. him, right, of course. Hello and welcome to Who Gives a Flux, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is Mike and here is part two of my conversation with David, who has had the very difficult task to choose an honourable mention story, a dud episode and a stud episode per each new Who Doctor. If you can hear the wind right now in the microphone, it's because I am recording by an open window with a fabulous breeze because it's absolutely boiling hot in Wales. Go figure. In part one, David chose episodes for the 9th, 10th and 11th Doctors. And of course, there was a special appearance by Dame Diana Rigg, who by choice had a large brandy and a leech on her tit. So if you haven't heard it, please go back and have a cheeky listen. But anyway, here is part two, where David tackles the 12th and 13th Doctors. Let's... Let's move forward an era. Let us leave the leeches behind. I don't want to leave and... the leeches. <laughs> I'm forcing you to, sorry. Can Diana um, come with us? <laughs> well, she's welcome anywhere. She's coming with us. Oh, great. She's, I told you, she's in the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we do also have to talk about the 12th Doctor and Peter Capaldi. Yes. So tell me what honourable mentions you have. Oh, okay. So I have got... Uh, I've got World Enough in Time. Oh, what I mean is just excellent from start to finish. Bill, so Bill, good. Bill Potts is wonderful. Oh, um, I put Last Christmas because it was the first Christmas special that I I enjoyed for a while, and I think same. It, I think it's a really fun. I'm, again, it was another one. I thought Santa. Oh, right, okay, right. This is what they're doing now. But actually, I was really pleasantly surprised quite how good it was. Yeah, me too. Um, Time Heist, I love. I think it's. It's it, that's quite a nice story. Um, it is underrated. It's just nice. And Keely Hawes is another camp villain again. We all love a camp. Oh, villain. she's fab. Yeah, she is fab. Um, uh, I've put what I've put oxygen, which Ooh, I think good. is a great a great concept for a story of paying for oxygen. Yeah. Um, and I've put smile in as well because I think smile's underrated. Do you know what? I agree. I actually really like smile. I think it's good. I think it's well. I think it's well done. Very um clever way to um give Bill her first trip, you know, yes. yeah, and 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 have her experience that and beautiful location. Oh, stunning, stunning, and also shows how good actors they are, how well they work off each other because it is just basically them for a good it's just the two of them half an hour at least. It's just those two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, I good. Those, I think yeah. oxygen surprised me there, um, because I rate it quite highly as well, mm. and no one has ever, no one talks about oxygen. It's it's um, my the only reason for me it hasn't gone higher is I do find a little bit, and I'll probably talk about this a bit on because my favourite one, um, I find Matt Lucas is a little bit irritating, and I think sometimes okay. when 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 a story like oxygen, and it's quite a dark story. And it's quite, you know, it's quite intense. Having a character that goes around going all the time is a little bit grating. It, it's taking you out of the moment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's taking you out of the moment. And whereas I felt with World Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls, it was the first time that actually 
I felt that that character was being taken a bit seriously and was as yes. And it's not Matt Lucas's fault. I'm not blaming Matt Lucas because he, you know, he's a great actor and I really like him. But I sometimes felt that they wrote Nardole a bit too like yes, and I'm the comic relief. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, they well, did. Didn't well, they? But they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and Oxygen. I felt that was for me slightly. It took me out of it a little bit when he was sort of you know running down corridors going and all that and yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think it's yeah. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great. I really, I really like it when Doctor Who does like spaceships and spacesuits. Yeah. Um. I don't know what that is about me. I just, I really like. I just, I automatically, I'm on edge because obviously there's no air outside, so we're, yeah. we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and I'm automatically tense. And, and also, I just find them. It, it sounds awful, but I feel like it's the kind of thing that. I can imagine the government doing in a hundred years going, actually, oh God, yeah. charge you yeah. for to, yeah. Well, the charges for everything else, aren't they? Well, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. Good choices there. I like it. Um, but pray tell, what what made it the bot what was the bottom of the pile this time? Well I got to, I've only got the gone with two this time. Ooh, but okay. Again, um, so in second place was in the Forest of the Night, which again we're not going to talk about because it's the only time I've ever been. It's the only time I've ever been to a convention, and an episode of Doctor Who has been sh- shown actually at the convention. And I've been to a couple of others where they've shown them, and we've all gone, "Oh yeah, that was quite good. Oh yeah, that was quite fun, wasn't it?" Afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, no one spoke because of quite how bad it was. <laughs> But I need to ex- I need to understand why was it shown at the convention? Was it on that weekend? It was on that was weekend. On the... being, okay, yeah. it was. Being... It wasn't chosen to be put on. No, I was like, no. okay, right. No, okay. It was being it was being broadcast at the convention weekend. I understand. Um, and oh, that's bad timing. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Stephen Moffat should not put children in Doctor Who that are really bad actors. Because he did that a lot, and it was really annoying, and that happened a lot in that episode. It it really did, didn't it? Yeah, it's the same. Going back to Nightmare and Silver, those kids are really annoying, and they can't act. Yeah. If a kid can act, I'm all for it, and I'm and I love it when a, when we get good kid actors in. Yeah, but Stephen Moffat had a habit of casting not very good kids, and uh... it's okay. He can't hear you. Don't have to whisper. I know, but I just. <laughs> I just I know they're trying their best and they're you know if they're new to it and it's all you know a huge deal and it's marvelous for them yeah. being in Doctor Who but what they don't what they have to understand is that they have fanboys like us who are going to dissect their performance for the rest of time. Yeah. Yeah and and I mean I think the scene in Nightmare and Silver where the girl goes get off me I hate you to a Cyberman lives rent free in my mind forever. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I don't like in the first of the night. That's fair, but that wasn't your that wasn't your worst episode. Mm. In fact, what was what was uh, at the bottom was my least favorite Doctor Who story of New Who ever. Oh wow! And I'll tell you for why. Um, it was Kill the Moon. Okay, right. Please dive in. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we begin? Well, first of all, I'm going to go for the good parts. Okay, go. Which yeah. is which? Which is there are there are there are two good parts of that story. Peter Capaldi, yeah, fantastic in you know anything he does. 
Hermione Norris is excellent. In fact, she's she's great in anything that she does. You know. I love Hermione Norris. I'm all for Hermione Norris. Why was she, why did she accept that part though? Because it, it was not. Do you know what? She could be the Doctor. She could she could have she could have been in uh, Time Heist. She could have been in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have been in any of those stories that I've mentioned. In fact, she could have been in Midnight. But no, oh, she could have been good in Midnight. She accepted Killed Me. And okay. um, Kill the Moon is the only Doctor Who story that I actually was. I, I think I was physically, I nearly punched the TV. I was that angry with wow. it. Because I sat and watched that all the way through. I thought, okay, quite like this. This is all right. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. It's a bloody egg. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it's an egg. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's just laid another egg. What the. Are you telling me I've just wasted 45 minutes of my life, which I'm never going to get back, to tell me that the moon is an egg and, and the way they've defeated it is is hatched and there's another egg? Like, what? What is, what is, what is this? Yeah. Courtney, less said about her, the better. Not getting involved. Not not even going to mention, not even going to talk about her because, yeah, she was, she was irritating beyond. Yeah. Yeah. But it's well, she was supposed to be irritating, though, at least. Yeah, she could have acted better. <laughs> okay. She just was irritating. She's just annoying. And she's, okay. yeah, there's that scene where she's like floating up and they think she's going to die because she can get, and I was like, yeah, just do it. It's fine. Get right, <laughs> right the episode. It's just, it's, it's an egg. It's, a, it's an egg. And I'm just like, are you seriously, t- are you seriously, are you seriously making me believe that this is, th- like, I've, j- I've literally just sat and watched 45 minutes. And you're telling me it's an egg, and like I could, I could have, I could have done so much more in my time. Like, See, okay, so take out the fact that the moon is an egg, and we all know the moon is an egg. It there's a lot of good stuff before that. I think no, <laughs> no, no well, there's not. <laughs> I think I think I think my problem with it is is actually. In some of the, it, it is shot quite well, and it's yes. It, but I just, I just think the fact that it's an egg just it just it just makes me angry. It just like yeah. annoys me, and it just oh, it's an egg. It's like it's not an egg though. It's, a, it's like so. Hang on. Oh god, it's just yeah. I thought that Jenna Jenna's performance at the end when she is really pissed off with the Doctor for leaving, was phenomenal. You see... I, I loved that scene. I disagree. I think it's actually... I, mean, I just... I just... Yeah. I'm a bit unsure as to why he had to leave. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that is not a great thing to do. <laughs> because the Doctor's been there for all this time, making all these decisions on behalf of humanity. Why is this time any different to any other time? Mm. That that bit was a bit confusing. I, I like the fact they had that argument. And, and you know what? For for a moment, I thought, that's her done. She's leaving him. Because yeah. She, yeah. that was a step too far. And putting her in that position was wrong of him. Um, for uh, as what, what she thought. Um, and I thought that was a quite uh, a, a really interesting character place to be at. And going through Clara's 
development through then because the Clara we've seen we saw a lot of different Claras in this didn't we yeah we, in 7b she was kind of generic companion but also mystery impossible girl then we had her being just a companion and she's sort of trying to have a, a normal life as well and date and fall in love and all that stuff too and then we have this other Clara then who is addicted to the whole thing, addicted to the doctor, addicted to travel, addicted to danger, putting herself in harm's way for no reason. And I feel like this had to happen at some point for her characterization, you know? And I think for me, it would have been an amazing way to leave. But it, it didn't... would have been an amazing way to leave. But it wasn't. And it, it kind of then completely. There was no. So I'm trying to think, like, again, trying to think the best way to sort of explain it. Like, if she'd have left then, it would have been such a great exit for her and it would have been a really dramatic exit. But then the next week she was fine. And I was like, well, perhaps it, perhaps it should have come before, um, it should have been spoken about in the next episode and dealt yeah. with in it. Or perhaps it should have come before a little break for her yeah. character and perhaps her needing to come back for a different reason. You know, yeah. to help the doctor yeah. at, at later date, maybe. But you're right. That you're right. That there, there is a bit of a conflict there, isn't there, between the end of that episode and the beginning of the next one. Yeah, and and Moffat used to do that a lot, not just with her, but with you know a lot of things. You, in fact, when she left, you thought, oh, actually, this is quite a good way of getting rid of her. But then he completely reverted it, and it was a shame. Yeah. And I think it was a bit of the same with that. With this, is actually it would have been a really good way for her to leave, and then next week, oh, she's fine. She's alright. She's changed her mind now. And yeah. and the same with um, when she in Last Christmas, when she becomes old Clara, you think, oh, again, this is really actually quite an interesting way to leave her character as an old woman. And then, oh no, she's fine. She's alright. And you just think, yeah. oh, alright, okay. Yeah, just... But I cannot stand Kill the Moon. It's, yeah, and you know what? It, it gets a lot of flack online, doesn't it? It is not a well liked episode. No. I think there's a small pocket of people who don't mind it. I, I actually don't mind it. I, I, I don't think the fact that the moon is an egg is any more far fetched than oh, I don't know, the a conscious universe being a frog. Um, oh, I don't, don't even I, get me started on that. Gee, oh I, but, but like, it's not as it's not its own wacky thing. There's so many wacky things that you have to just accept and. I think that up until that point, it's actually quite a solid episode. And I like the moral dilemma. I liked Hermione Norris. I liked the weird spider germ things. I liked the fact I do, I liked a lot of it. I know, I, I know apparently it's not, it's, it's not scientific. Is it these things that actually happen because it's science fiction. So, you know, it's okay that it's not, you know, true to science. And I think, but... yeah, like all that, all those points, Right, you know, it is, it is well, it's well done, and it's, I think, just for me, it was that final, like, punch of going, yeah, it's an egg. Can I ask, uh, this might be a bit of a tangent, but just briefly, <laughs> whilst, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry, but, like, do you know, when you were watching um, this particular series, Kill the Moon, and, and the first of Peter Capaldi's era, how did you take to it? Loved it. Did you? I did. I love Capaldi. I thought he was great. And I and I remember thinking I think the his first series is is very up and down. He's consistently amazing. Capaldi. Oh, he is. In terms of episodes, I'm I'm saying more than anything. Yeah. But I loved him. I thought he was great. I thought the minute yeah, again, like within about 
five minutes of the first episode, I was like, yeah, he's the, yeah, he's brilliant. He's, he's the doctor. Brilliant. And yeah. in fact, I remember when they announced he was the doctor, I was like, of course it is. Of course it's Pete Capaldi. Who it else is it going to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, per- um, and I was the very reason excited. I ask, the reason I ask is because Series 8, um, I mean, I, I'm a massive Capaldi fan, a massive 12th Doctor fan. And Series 8, I think, is very underrated as a series. I think people don't give it enough credit. Obviously, there are a couple of episodes that I would ha- quite happily delete. But there <laughs> are some as well that I'm more than happy to watch over and over again. And I absolutely love them. Um, but at the time of watching this, I struggled. Yeah. I was wa- I was watching this series as as just, just out of routine because I love Doctor Who. I wasn't quickly going and getting the box set then re-watching it and watching special features i just wasn't i'd lost a bit of my love for it yeah. i'm not sure when that happened um but it did and so when i was watching this and stuff like you know the rob robots of sherwood happened and the the moon was an egg and there was a forest in london i just thought yeah of course there is yeah you know yeah. it just didn't it didn't really phase me because i wasn't yeah. loving it anyway yeah, so I was just wondering whether you were coming from that point of view. But if you loved it, that's that must be I, that must have been really hard then to watch that episode and being like, "Fuck it, it, it was an egg." Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean, there were some episodes in that first first couple of episodes that I didn't enjoy, but that was more because of things like performances and and yeah, you know, it was more it was more to do with actually the production rather than the scripts and things like you. things like Robot of Sherwood is a shame because actually what what was going to happen in that story would have been quite good but obviously yes. there was stuff happening around that time which they had to cut which i yes. think is a shame because actually that would have worked quite well in an episode and yeah, you know something like time heist actually was one that i reevaluated i didn't particularly yeah i just thought oh you know so that was all right but watching it again i think oh it's quite sweet actually yeah nice. i know what you mean i did the same with that um yeah and i remember thinking oh of course kitty hall's in it enough she's not in it very much but actually Again, watching it, I think no, actually, she's you know she's in it quite a lot. She does a lot to do, and yeah, because um, okay. that's the one thing I hate about Doctor Who is when they cast really good guest stars and then they give them nothing to do, which happened a oh, lot in no. the Moffat era. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I I just yeah, I think just just it's you're egg. happy to erase Kill the Moon. That's it's, fair. An, it's egg. an egg. It's an egg. Bring fair, Herm- bring Hermione Norris back in a better episode. Yeah, I agree. I think she should come back. The petition starts up. now. I agree. Okay, let's talk about something happier. Okay, let's let's hear what episode you chose as your best favorite studly episode for the Twelfth Doctor. Well, I put two down. Okay, so in second place was Mummy on the Orient Express. Okay, which I love. I think it's scary. I think it's got everything you need from Doctor Two. I think again, you need to scare the little shits, the kids, and that certainly did that with Mummy. Um, I think the way it looks is phenomenal. Um, I think it looks it looks beautiful. Um, it is great acting again from everybody. There's there's a few bits in it that I'm like, okay, so hang on, this this creature like kills off people that are not very you know if you if you think about it too much, you think all oh, right, okay, yeah. But I think it's it it was when Doctor Who got scary again for me. Okay. Yeah. It's a good choice. It's a good episode. I, I personally really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the one I went for in the end, and again, this was a really hard one, but I I picked this one over it, is Knock Knock. Okay. Please tell me why. 
I think again I'm slightly biased, but I, as I said, I love I love it when they cast actors in Doctor Who, and when they announced that they were casting David Suchet, I I was like, right, this is the best thing ever because he is one <laughs> of he is possibly one of the best actors in the world, not just in England. I mean, when they cast him, I was like, this is just this is genius. This is absolutely genius. And then for months and months and months and months and months, I was very worried that they were not going to give him a very good part. Okay. And when at that time I was working in a the theatre, so I missed Doctor Who going out. I used to have to watch it, you know, after work. On catch-up, yeah. On catch-up. Yeah, yeah. This was the only time. I actually booked a holiday. I actually booked a day off to watch this because I was like, I'm not missing David Suchet and Doctor Who. Thank you very much. Oh, I love you. I'm <laughs> watching it. as I was so excited that he was going to be in it. I even, I even got at the time, my partner at the time, had to tweet David Suchet for me because I wasn't on Twitter at that point to ask him if he was only in it if he was in a cameo or if it was actually a big part. Right, that was right. how excited I was. I was like, "Can you ask him, please?" <laughs> <laughs> and to quickly divert a little bit, another quick story: he came to the theatre where I worked about a year before okay. it was announced, and I got his autograph, as you do, and he was lovely. Yeah. He's like the nicest man. And he oh, saw my Doctor Who bag and he said, you know, he said, I've never been in Doctor Who. I went, you'd be perfect. And he was, I'd love to be in it. And he goes, I'd love to be in it, but they've never asked me and I'd love to do it. And I said, oh, yeah, you should do it. And then about, I, I think I was responsible in getting in the park. It's, it's all down to you, really, isn't and it? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, um, but I think he gives a beautiful performance the landlord i think it's he does and i think again i think eliza is terrifying <laughs> it's just so scary i remember seeing yeah. her in all the trailers being like what is that like oh my yeah. god yeah um, i just think it's so lovely and it starts off as a horror story and it ends up being something quite beautiful Do you it's a soppy heart it's, mate it, it's a really good episode i I love it as well. Actually, I think it's up there in my top. I think it's it's really good. I love Bill. I love her um, flatmates, yeah. and you know that she's trying to do that. And she calls the doctor to move her stuff because it's just easier. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. I love how practical Bill is. Yeah. Um, and I love how creepy it gets and kind of haunted house, but not like what is going on. I like it when it locks them in. There's so much good stuff. So much good stuff in in this. And David Suchet right. is very creepy. He he, he, he is off, creepy. He starts off very. And again, a bit like with Donna Rigg, Although I would say his performance is different to Donna Rigg. He's having yeah. he's having a great time. He's having oh, he an is. absolute ball in this part. Yes, um, and he gets to play that kind of sinister, kind of creepy man. Then he also gets to play this very kind of innocent, youthful boy mm. who was just trying to look after his mum. And he does it beautifully. The way he just oh. turns in just a second. It's yeah. just cool. And it, it, I remember watching it, it it kind of actually makes me well up a little bit. It's so it's so yeah. beautifully done. And I, I, I remember reading an interview or watching an interview with him where he, he again said he wanted to play it, you know, absolutely straight. And he does. I think he gives a he does. I think he gives a wonderful performance in that. And um you know, things like when he says he doesn't, when his mum kills him and he goes, oh, no, I don't want to. It's so childish and it's so it sad. And yeah. And what I was saying earlier about Matt Lucas, you know, I just couldn't see Matt Lucas in that episode at all. I mean, imagine having a haunted house and then Matt Lucas coming in and going, Wah! you know, it just would have yeah. completely ruined the tone of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just think it's, 
and as you say, it's scary. It's you know, there's lots of things in it that scare people, and um, yeah, Eliza is terrifying. That that is beautiful makeup. You know, that it whole is. sometimes you know, I'm sure you've had this as well. Where sometimes when a monster appears, you think, oh yeah, all right, <laughs> you know, yeah, all right, yeah, I know what you're doing here. But with that, I remember seeing that, thinking, how the hell have they done that? Like, because it's even over the eyes and it's it teeth and it's there's everything about it. I just thought oh, I didn't that's... like it because, like, in in a, in, a, in a, I find it creepy way because it looks like you know, obviously she's turned into wood. Yeah, and I think when humans turn into other things, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it and it made me think. And made me think for the actress, it's like how is she how is she looking? Because it looks like you know her eyes are completely covered up. It and is, just, yeah, yeah. And again, I think she's she's not in it very much, but she gives a wonderful performance as well in that she does in that makeup. So yeah, that's why for me it's it's number one. And also, I'm gonna put this out there. It might, this might be sound might make me sound a bit odd, but this episode would be a comfort who for me as mm. well. Absolutely, something strangely comforting about this story, and and I found when I watched this, I remember this very well. So my auntie stopped watching Doctor Who in nineteen seventy because she thought it was too scary. Okay, but she's a big David Suchet fan, so when it was announced that he was going to be in it, she watched it. She hadn't oh. watched Doctor Who for like forty something years, and she watched it, and she she didn't really understand what was going on, but she said she really enjoyed it. Oh, that's cool. So again, that's cool. If it gets people watching it, get them in do it. it. Do yeah, it. Do it. That's what I how I feel. Yeah. I love that it's a bit of a you know, he's he's a bit of a fanboy now that he's like, Yeah, I got to be in it. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's like a big tick off his list. I yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But David. Yes, hello. Knock knock. Yeah. Who's there? The thirteenth doctor is here. Is she? Hello, fam. She is. <laughs> She's here. <laughs> She's in the room with me. She's in the no, room. Um, <laughs> I've got Diana no, Rigg. You've got Jodie Whittaker. That's how it works. Yeah. What? What a party. Okay. Um, I'd like. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to the thirteenth Doctor's era. Let's talk about your honourable mentions. Well, um, I have got. Oh, let me just get my list. Uh, I've got uh, Witchfinders. I mean, you love for... a camp villain. I love Siobhan Finneran. I think <gasps> I watch anything she's, she's in. She's, I, yeah, agreed. If if she's in, if I know she's in something, I watch it because she's in it. Yeah, um, me too. And she's phenomenal. Um, Kablam, loved that. Loved it. Yeah. Um, Rosa, loved that. Sad. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't mind all for fifty-five. I thought that was all right. I, Same. Um, yeah, I agree. I put Halloween Apocalypse because it was a bit more kind of. I don't know. It felt it felt quite different, quite different. Yeah. Um, Fugitive of the Jadoon because that was the biggest. Like, what the flux is going on now? Yeah. Uh, and I also put the Battle of <laughs> that one. Um, and then I put Spyfall Cliffhanger because I think the cliffhanger to Spyfall is very well done. Well, what a list. Oh, what let's a unpack list. this. Very. Let's let's have a look. Okay, so first of all, Witchfinders, love it, love it. Comfort who for me, Witchfinders. It's a go-to. It's I just Alan he's Cumming amazing. and Finneran. Come on, yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. You and can't go wrong. mud creatures and witches and I are I just the Doctor Apple bobbing. Love it. I'm and Shivon Finneran in a funny wig. What more do you want? Yeah, definitely. You know she keeps an axe in her bedroom. Uh, who doesn't? I do. 
True. Um, Have you seen Happy Valley? She needs it for that. She bloody needs it for that, let me tell you. Um, Kablam, I really enjoy Kablam too. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Very classic yeah. who I felt. That felt like a that, bit of... Yeah. 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 Rosa. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Halloween Apocalypse. Yeah. Good at that because obviously we're starting the flux. It does feel different. There's a yeah. whole lot of stuff going on they've got to set up. And I think it really did feel very exciting. How did you feel? I felt like it was it was um it was on a big scale. It you was. know, it, it was like everything was thrown at it, including the kitchen sink, just everything was thrown at it. And it was very, very I remember thinking at the end of the first episode, don't know what was going on, but it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was supposed to feel. <laughs> yeah. I think I was I was sat there going, Wow, okay, this is really good. What was it about? No? Okay. It was good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that Spyfall cliffhanger. Uh, I mean, none of us saw it coming. No, and I remember thinking at the time, thinking, "Oh, he's very good, Sasha Dewan. Oh, it's a shame that he's been given that sort of." Oh, right. Oh, there it is. Oh, there he is. There he is. Um, and it was it was one of those can't wait to get back next week to find out what happens moments. Yeah, when they, yeah. when that was on. So, yeah, good. Yeah, Orphan Fifty Five. Yeah, there it there it is. There Actually, it is. I d- I don't I don't mind it. I don't know why. I can I can see why people might not have enjoyed it, but I don't think it was that bad. There's a lot. It worse. isn't that bad. There's a lot worse. I mean, I I feel a bit sorry for um, Laura Fraser, who's a great actress, and yeah, she didn't have a particularly great part. No, but. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I mean, Benny's not, you know, Benny, she's not great. But you can She's also at... part of, yeah, you've got to laugh at that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I always think that she should have said, which one of you fuckers killed my Benny rather than... <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed that. I find it very fast paced. It's like they, they land and it's just, it's just run. Yeah. They just they run go. until the end. There's no time to breathe. And, and sometimes that's just what you need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, Fugitive of the Jadoon, we we don't really need to say much about that. It was just, I mean, I don't even know what the word is. What? Basically. Mind blown. I remember thinking, oh, Jadoon, okay. Oh, right, okay, I see what sort of story this is going to be. And when it started, like, okay, yeah, Jadoon invasion, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like yeah. holding on to things like what? What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I, I I had to watch that episode the next day, the next morning again. I had to watch it again. Yeah. And the, it's been a long time since that's happened for me for Doctor Who where I've had to go right and watch that one again. Straight yeah. away. I need to, to unpack this. Yeah, me too. It was like, did yeah. this actually happen? Did any of this actually yeah. happen? Okay, yeah, no, yeah. it did happen. But the one we have to just mention, we have to talk about battle. The Battle of Ranskorath Kolos. Yes. I think that's what it's called. Yep. Did I say that right? You, I think you did. Um, um, so it's it's made an honourable mention. So tell me why. I think because it's not as bad as everyone says it is. Now, the reason I think people hate it was because it was at the end of a series finale, right? Don't get me wrong, right? It's, it's an all right episode, but... Yeah. 
I sometimes do get fed up with series finales when it's like, it's the end of everything in the entire world and everything's going to blow up and this is going to be the end yeah. of not only the end of time, but it's the end of the... And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, fine, right. Whereas it didn't do that with this one. And I actually didn't mind the fact that it didn't do that. It felt more, it was like, this is just the last episode. And I think I would have enjoyed it less if it had been the whole, this is the end of everything that you'll ever know in the life. And yes. blah, blah, blah. Um, which I think is why I give it a bit of an honourable mention. There are things in it that aren't great, and I think it's a shame that Mark Addy, who is a really great actor, was given a bit of a rubbish part. Uh, and it's got Phyllis Logan and Dreadlocks. What more do you want? Um, but yeah, I think it just—I think it needs an honourable mention. You know, I—I—I I, I feel all right about Battle of Ranskorav Kolos. I actually don't hate it, um, but I do have. Um, some caveats to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first thing is, I think I really liked Tim Shaw. Yeah. And I think if the, is it, I don't know if it's a pre-credit sequence, but the sequence in that episode where the Ux are floating those big rocks and making it all look all mystical and magical. And then Tim Shaw kind of teleports down. Oh yes. And reappears yeah. and they kind of go, Oh my gosh, the maker. Now, if that had been like a pro post-credit scene, earlier on in the series. That's it would have been like, oh, now yeah. that, where's this going? Not necessarily the end of the first episode, maybe episode like three or something, or episode yeah. four. The couple after you think it's finished, you're going to go, hang on a second, there's more happening here. And then my next caveat would be, and I've spoken to Simon about this in the previous episode, is place the Battle of Ranskoraf Kolos not at the end of the season. Move it yeah. into the season. Let's call it episode six or seven. So you get a sort of continuation of the story. You had the first episode of Tim Shaw. You had the teaser midway through. Then you had this episode, which gives you a payoff for that villain. Mm. Mm. But it isn't the series finale, where all expectations are headed. I think I, I agree with you, but I also want to add, it's the first two series, I think. they There were certainly episodes in the first two series that I think that could have been there. That should have gone there. That should have... Yeah. I think... Movement. Yeah, movement. I think... And I agree. I think you're right. It shouldn't have been at the end of the season. But I think actually the first two Jodie Whittaker series, they could have moved a hell of a lot. Like Skyfall would have made a really good... Skyfall. Spyfall would have made a really good end of, like, a season finale for series 11. Yeah. Yeah, it would have. And then, you know, move that around and put maybe Battle of Ranscore in season too and you know kind of things like that um i think there were certainly episodes in that that i think actually no that probably would have worked better if that had been in series 12 yeah 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 that's a fascinating game we should play that game sometime play that game we should we should reorder the seasons and see how we feel (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah no fair cool okay okay so what pray tell did you put at the bottom of the pile? I only put one on this one. You'll be, you're, I'm glad you're sat down. Wow. Okay, I, I am sat down. But I actually, I can't say it. <laughs> um, because it's too difficult to say, or because you don't want to say it. No, because it's too difficult to say, and I, I'm never, I'll never get it right. But it's the Tsinga conundrum. The Saranga conundrum. That's the one. Yeah. Please tell me why. Do I have to? Yes. <laughs> I wish to know why. It's just rubbish, isn't it? It's just rubbish. Nothing happens. It's so boring. 
they kill off the most uh, good-looking person about ten minutes in, and that's me out. I'm not. I don't want to watch anything <laughs> like that very much. Not, but not that you're fickle or anything. No, but I don't want to. No, if they kill off the eye candy. I'm sorry. I'm out. <laughs> um, oh, the the pating is stupid. I'm sorry. I know people like the pating. It's annoying. It's really stupid, and it's just like I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was just. It felt like I was kind of. An episode was thrown in my face, and they were like, "There you go, <laughs> enjoy <laughs> this." And I'm like, "What? Uh, what?" That's how I felt watching the. Tis- I can't even say it. I'm not even going to say it. The um, conundrum. The conundrum of the one that's got her off casualty in it. That's what I'm going to call it. The one that's got her mm. off casualty and fit guy in it as well. Um, Does it have no redeeming features for you? The fit guy. That died ten minutes until in. It, until he but died. him, right? Of course. <laughs> but even he wasn't great in it. Bless him. Even he didn't give a fantastic. Before. No, it hasn't got any redeeming features. No. <laughs> Had okay. he survived or maybe died, maybe thirty minutes in, I would have been all right with that. But not ten minutes in. Now nah, you lost my interest there, and I didn't know what was going on. Someone stood in the hospital. That pating was eating it, and then they. Did they blow? It? I don't even know what they did to it. Did they suck it out of the airlock or something? Oh, I don't know. They did. They gave it a really big burst of energy to eat on, and then kicked it out. Yeah. And then see, because Eve Cicero was wasn't she like an? Oh, I don't know. Nah. It's so interesting because this this episode for me gets a really bad like slating online and it's one I actually don't mind but I'm well aware I'm in the minority I very think, well aware I think I think my problem with it is like I, I always try and see the good in every Doctor Who if I can Okay. sometimes I can't <laughs> as you've heard <laughs> um, but I just just, just, yeah, just no like no, like no just no that's a no. It's it, a no from you. It, That's fine. The sets they don't work for you. The sets look beautiful. I will give them that. The sets are gorgeous, but there's like, there's so much like technical speak, and I'm just like, just explain to stupid people like me what the hell is going on because I I'm not that clever. <laughs> so, Do you know? I don't you, know, you... Jody, what is happening. <laughs> I think you make quite a good point there. There's a lot of techno babble in yeah. Jodie's era that is down to Jodie alone to explain and she has to say it and then explain what it means yeah, yeah. and I think that is a fault with with the era as a whole I think it went yeah. too far yeah um and not of her performance no she's but great of, yeah of that of that we didn't need that we needed to know what was going on and I think there would have been a better way to um, show that to us, you know? And one thing you need to learn about me, Mike. Do you like Mike or Michael? What would you prefer? Oh, do you know what? It's funny because I've gone through a myriad of names, a variety of my names in my life. Um, I, if you've known me a really long time, people call me Michael. Because oh, okay. that's how I, how I was brought up, right? And then when I was a, a teenager and thought I was really cool, um, I was Mikey. And then Mikey. Um, and then I've moved now to Mike, and Mike seems to be where I've settled. But honestly, okay. you can call me whatever you want. I'll call you Mr. Honor. That's fine. That's my full name. One thing you need to learn about me, Mr. Honor, is, is I'm, I'm thick. Right? I'm thick as shit. I don't know what some of these plots are about. So you need to literally spoon-feed me some of these plots. 
details. And I'm just sat there watching the conundrum going. <laughs> it's actually a conundrum. The thing it's as well, though, is that it's like that episode. Okay, I understand why it does get a bad reputation. It's it's a bit muddy. It's a bit murky. And a lot of the time then, Jodie has to go around sort of just speaking a mile a minute and telling us why it's murky and then telling us what we need to get out of it. But we don't have it. So now we have to do something else. And yeah. it, a lot of it is like that. Now, yeah. and, as, and that the whole era falls into some criticism because of that. I do get it. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say, hand on heart, I absolutely adore this era. And I adore Jodie Whittaker. It's one of my favourite ones for a long time. And I think the Saranga conundrum is probably a dip. Mm. But I like like Orphan 55, I don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks it is. I, th- I, think, I think that in future... They should not cast attractive people and then kill them off ten minutes in. Do you know okay. what? That's the bottom line, isn't it? That's just, just the bottom line. Just... If they're pretty, they must survive. Yeah, they don't even have to survive. Kill them off half an hour in. I'm happy with that because we're near the oh, end. Okay, so thirty minutes is kind of the the line. They yeah. need to make it past thirty minutes or up to thirty minutes. Yeah, then they may go. Then they may go. Off then... they pop. Off they pop. And you're happy to carry on then with the I'm actual happy. story because I think okay, oh, we've only got ten minutes or fifteen minutes left. That's fine. But don't kill them about ten minutes in, because I'm like, oh, well, well, what's the point? What's the point? Literally, it was what? a bit. It, it was a bit of a crap death as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, and I'm like, I, 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 I said, what's, the, what's the point in watching this if I can't see eye candy, and it's not a great script? What's the point in watching this? And then that pating turned up. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, but yeah. Okay, fair, fair. No, I, I, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. Maybe one day you'll look back and watch it and think, hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. He will still die ten minutes in. Well, that's not good enough. No, I know. That won't change. Okay. Let us move on then to what episodes you have chosen, or episodes you have chosen, (laughs) (laughs) as your stud for the 13th Doctor. Well, I had three. Okay. Um, I had Village of the Angels, because I thought it was the first time that they made the angels properly scary since Blink. Because I do find sometimes when you have something successful and you keep bringing it back, they diminishes it diminishes them each time. Yes. And I felt like that with the Weeping Angels. When they were in Blink, they were brilliant. But the more times they brought them back, the more it diminished them and diminished them. But in Village of the Angels, it was the first time that they used them properly and used them and they were quite scary. Yeah, they were. Um, so and and it was that was kind I I enjoyed like most of Flux, but that was the bit of flux I enjoyed the most and it was the one I was most looking forward to and I wasn't disappointed it's great isn't it it's, it's, yeah and they were scary They're, yeah um, really scary and that cliffhanger we have to just yeah, mention the cliffhanger yeah yeah that's a great great cliffhanger um, the second one I, I nearly put this first but again I had to be like no come on like it's not as good as this one um, Power of the Doctor Okay. Because I felt with Power of the Doctor, I had no no idea what was going on. I couldn't even tell you what was going on, what the plot was. But having all those people back was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what I felt, what I loved more about Power of the Doctor than Day of the Doctor was that Day of the Doctor for me was focused more on new series. As in, you know, bring back Billy, bring back David, you know. I mean, we had, I know we had Tom Baker in there, but, you know, kind of keep it more 
new series, whereas I felt with Power of the Doctor, it was like, bring all the classics, bring them all back, bring them back. And I loved it. Yeah. And, mm. you know, that scene with Ace and Seven, mm. never, never have I had my heart like, oh my God, they're back, because they're my TARDIS team. Those right. two. So having them back on screen together was like, oh my God. And I promise you, this is absolutely true. When William Russell appeared, I was crying so much that I was still crying when Jodie Whittaker regenerated. And my mum said, are you crying because Jodie Whittaker's left? And I went, no, I'm crying because William Russell came back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he was phenomenal. Um, and I cried when Bonnie Langford... I was just, I was just crying, basically, because my two favourites were back. And I'm... Do you know what, though? It was a real, real genuine celebration yeah. of the show's full history. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, that's what I loved about it. And then having, like, Colin back, who, you know, was, like, one of the only doctors who'd never come back, and Sylvester, and, like, I just... It was just... I, but the reason for me it became second was because I couldn't tell you the plot. Yeah, it's a bit full, isn't it? Was there even a plot in it? Well, yeah, there is, but it's 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 sorry, very messy. I'm just looking for a plot somewhere. Where are we? (laughs) I think there was just too much in it. Yeah, I think there was just so much going on. It had to, you know, he wanted to achieve a lot, and it does achieve a lot. Mm. And I think actually, the plot is secondary to all the feels that you're feeling because even me having only seen a limited amount of classic Who, I was so tearful when. All the doctors were on at the edge, you know, oh. you know, protecting the edge, and they were. And I just thought this is ap- absolutely beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just, I went on a bit of a TikTok binge afterwards, and I was watching people reacting to those scenes, mm. okay? <laughs> which is mental, I know, but seeing people who loved the classic era so much feel all the things they were feeling and being so tearful and everything about those scenes was just so heartwarming and it made me cry watching these people cry yeah yeah uh, and, and that was just like that is such a power that's the power of the doctor exactly yeah exactly that and and that was i remember seeing I remember meeting sylvester recently a couple of months ago after Paradox had been shown and i went over to him and i went thank you for coming back and he sort of went oh that's fine. and i said no i was like Thank you for coming back because it yeah. meant so much to see you and Ace back together. Like, yeah, because you were my team. Like, you were the ones that I loved as a kid. So, like, it meant so much to me. And then William Russell, 15, 58, 57 years since yeah. he last appeared, he comes back. You know, just, just like, what a guy, what a man. So. It was a wonderful scene. Absolutely beautiful scene. I still cry at that bit. I was watching yeah. it. Do you know what? About an hour before we were on it, I was watching that tiny little bit of William Russell. Yeah. And I still cried. Yeah. I'm a very then, emotional person. Uh, you know, every <laughs> but then everything then with, I mean, from the point where Yaz carries the Doctor back into the TARDIS mm. and that scene where the Doctor wakes up and Yaz is piloting the TARDIS and mm. and she has to comfort Yaz because they both know what's coming, and and the ice cream scene on top of the TARDIS, and mm. then her actual regeneration after all those scenes with those companions. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I'm getting teary thinking about it now. 
I mean, if I put it on now, I'd be a blubbering mess of the whole thing. <laughs> I would. I think it's it's so. It, I find it so emotional, all of it, mm. and there's not many shows that can do that to me. No, no, and um, and I just get emotional with just seeing old people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was just you know, it was lovely yeah. because these companions they 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 they're still working because of Doctor Who. These yeah. actors. Yeah. And so they should be. Yeah. And here they are coming back to this the, the little show that was they were in all that time ago, and it still means so much to people. And I think what I love now is, especially someone like Katie Manning and Sophie Aldred, especially. I don't think they quite realised how much it was going to mean when you know when they came no. back. And I think no. that's what's been the loveliest thing. And I've met Sophie a few times since, and. That was one of the things she said, which because which, I was very excited about coming back, but she didn't realise quite how big of an impact it was going to be for others. Oh, do you know when that when that trailer dropped at the end of Legend of the Sea Devils? Mm. I mean, that everyone went, the internet went wild. Well, I, I I knew, I knew that they were coming back. Did you? Yeah, and I had to keep it really quiet. <laughs> Gosh, that must have been hard. Because I won't say who, because I don't want to get him into trouble. But a friend of mine, they filmed a bit of Power of the Doctor at his work, and he got. To... I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm not going to say who because I don't want no, to get him into trouble. No, no, we would not do or that. Her into trouble. Um, them, them into trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, they saw a bit of the script, and yeah, yes. they told yes. me, and so I yes. had to keep it very, 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 very quiet. Oh, I bet you were so excited. I was. I screamed a little bit, but I was also yeah. like, "Why Tegan?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I enjoyed Tegan. I will say, yeah. I did enjoy. It was great, and it was amazing that she got acting lessons in between. But there we go. I'm not going to dwell into it anymore. <laughs> we're not. Gonna, we're not going to dwell there, are we? Mm, no, no. Mm. Okay, and that wasn't even your favorite episode. No. So we've still got your favourite episode, so come on, lay it on me. What is it? It was the Singleton Connect. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> uh, I went for Eve of the Daleks. Now then, what a choice. Tell me why. Tell me why. Do, 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 do. Because it, <laughs> it, it was everything that works with Doctor Who. Small cast. Set in one location. Yep. Ashling B, I mean, come on. Oh, love her. I love her anyway. And when they announced she was going to be in it, I was like, yes, great. Don't give her a rubbish part. And they didn't. She was brilliant. She was. And it was the first time in quite a while in Doctor Who that I was watching it and thinking, are they actually going to get out of this? Because they've got 10 minutes to go and, like, they've still got a lot to do. Like, you know, are they, you know, when they were going through all the loops and they were like, we've got three minutes left, I'm like, you're really cutting this fine. Like, are you actually going to survive this? Because you might not. And that was that doesn't happen very often with me now in Doctor Who. Because I think, oh yeah, you know, they'll survive because it's Doctor Who. But there's yes. just that part of me that was like, is actually going to survive this? Because like, there's a lot of jeopardy in it. A lot of jeopardy. Like, you know, there's a lot going on here. Um, and I felt, I think sometimes with Chipnell scripts, we were saying this, they're far too complicated and too mushy and blah, blah. Whereas with this. It's just, you know, simple. And I think sometimes that's what Doctor Who should do. It should just be simple. It should just be, you know, especially because that was a New Year special. You've had your cheese and and you've had your crackers for lunch. You've had your glass of wine and you're going to sit down and you're going to watch Doctor Who. You don't want something very complicated, do you? 
No. No. But it still had the whole time loop mystery yeah. go- going for it. So there was a lot to... There was still stuff to think about. But that was more, Even though it was simple. But to me, that was more about the plot. As in... I it don't was. mean that. Yes. I don't mean that as in, like, you know, if it had been a story where it was all about, you know... But, like, if they'd put the Tsungunum Conundrum as a yes. special... You would sit and watch that and go, I don't know what the hell's going on in this at all. But with either the Daleks, you go, right, time loop. Okay, they've got they they've got to get out of the time loop, basically. But each time they do it, a minute gets knocked off. And that's that yeah, they've got less time and more Daleks. More Daleks. And that's basically the principle of the whole thing. Yes. Um, and I and I love it when Doctor Who does that. I love it when it's just a good old simple fashioned story. Um and I thought Ashley oh. B was fantastic. I think she should have been an assistant. Oh, I love her anyway, right? Yeah. I don't think I can love her more. And I loved her in this. And she she could have been an assistant. If yeah. her schedule wasn't so mental yeah, with I everything know. that she does, she would be a phenomenal companion. And I can see her and Shuti Gatwa just running off into time and space, and it would be just absolutely fantastic. Um, I also want to say about the Eve of the Daleks, though, that it was shot beautifully, mm. considering it's a factory... Full of rooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it's it's so atmospheric and chilling, and I think the director and everyone involved in help making it look like that, it, they were did such a good job. And it, what I love, and this is, this happened with Graham Harper in the classic series, is when you get somebody in who's never directed it before, they look at it through new eyes. And to yes. me, she didn't direct it like a Doctor Who; she directed it like an adventure film. Yes. And things yes. like putting the Daleks in silhouette. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, and, you know, with with the haze and stuff over them. Brilliant. Make them scary again. Great. That's yeah. what you want. Because, you know, let's face it, the Daleks are in it a lot. And you've got to make they them... Are. Each time they come back, you've got to try and make them a little bit scary. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But for this, it certainly, certainly worked. And and I and I loved and I think partly because it was Ashling B, but I loved her character. I thought she was yeah. such a great, fun character to be. I mean, like some of those lines. My favorite line still is, "If you want my mother to ring me, at the time she actually says, we're all dead." Yeah, <laughs> things like that, you know. And and I remember seeing an interview or reading an interview with her where she was like, she'd never even seen Doctor Who and she'd never like watched it or anything. Yeah. But she still gave a good performance, if that makes like it yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense whatsoever. Like, you know, sometimes yeah. when actors appear in Doctor Who and they're fans, they're still they're gonna give a good performance because they love the show and you know, XYZ. But she thought the Daleks were in it every week. She that was the thing I loved about her. She was so oblivious to everything. Yet what she did was really, really brilliant and really funny. And sometimes yeah. with Doctor Who, when you have comedians in it or you know funny characters they either work really well or they're really great on you and nine times out of ten they're great on you a little bit but with her she was just funny she was just great it just she just felt authentic yeah exactly you know and and identify you can identify with her and i just think i don't think she can do anything wrong really i think she's amazing no and 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 i and i will say i think had that not been nashling b or someone not as good as her. I don't think it would have worked as well as it did. Oh no, she needed to be credible. That yeah. character needed to be credible, and we all needed to be with her and on her side. And what yeah. the what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I and I felt 
I, I know how much you love this series, so I'm not going to sort of get into it too much. But I did think to myself after watching that, I think, Chipnall, write, this is the sort of script you need to write. Write scripts like this. Write ones that yes. are just simple, fun, a yes. little bit silly, but also quite scary. Like that's, And I think... I think that was also why I loved it so much was I was expecting a more complicated plot and being, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to sit there and I'm not going to understand it. But by the end, I was thinking, no, actually, this is great. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, make them scary again. And it did. I mean, that gun that they had, that, that was that, that was scary. Yeah, yeah. That was scary. I just think this was a was quite a breath of fresh air after the flux series yes um which which don't get me wrong thoroughly enjoyed i think it needed to be a simpler paired back story at this point because it was just would have been too much had it been anything else and it's sort of the perfect thing to watch on new year's eve because it's got all that actually set into it and we mustn't forget to mention um the really beautiful scene between yaz and dan yeah uh by the tardis where he's he clocks how much she feels for the doctor mm. and Yaz and Mandip Gill just gives this beautiful performance about how she's never really admitted it to herself. And, and I thought I, I, I was actually at the edge of my seat at that point mm. because it, I, I'm not really one to ship characters together. It's not something that I do. If it's not there on screen, like I just think, okay, people are putting characters together. They don't, don't need to be together. But when I saw them do it, I was like, are they doing it? Is he actually going to do this? Are they, is he putting them? Oh my God, he's done it. Yeah. And I kind of just sat forward thinking, flipping heck, here we go. They've done it. They've, they've gone there. And it was just really, really respectfully handled. I thought it was lovely. And I, and I, what you were saying about it being a Christmas one or New Year's or whatever. My, yes. My godfather really summed it up very well um, when coming talking about, because he's a Doctor Who fan. Talking yeah. about Doctor Who at Christmas stuff is you need to you need to make an episode good enough for the fans to watch, but you also need to make it easy enough for people who don't watch Doctor Who to watch. If that makes definitely. sense, definitely. So it you does. know, if you're at you say your mum or your dads or your aunties or your uncles, if you're watching Doctor Who with them and they haven't got a clue, they've never seen it. You want to watch something. They want to watch something that's enjoyable. So you do yes. something that's enjoyable and fun and, you know, a good script. And with yes. a lot of other Christmas specials, and I'm not just including Chipnor, I'm including Moffat in this as well, very much so Moffat. A lot of the Christmas specials that they did were not good because they were too complicated. They were a bit too kind of, you know, like what is going on? Like who, you know, if you've never seen the program, you haven't got a clue who any of these people are. Exactly. But with something like Eve of the Daleks and even Voyage of the Dam, which I mentioned earlier, those are two stories that you could watch as a non-Who fan and enjoy because they're actually good scripts and they're good stories. And yeah. that's what you want. And I think he's right. I think having a story at Christmas that's a bit, you know, is a bit just a bit fun and a bit silly is what you want. Oh, and I completely I, and I think agree. Eve, Eve of the Daleks does that in abundance. Really. It does. It does. And it, it's... It's interesting, right, because I did an audio commentary with Joe about this episode. I know, and, and I'm really annoyed because I wanted to do that one. Oh, so did you? <laughs> oh, we could have done it together. That would have no, been marvellous. No, I know. No, I know. Yeah, um, I but yeah, I, don't, I did that, and, um, and I, I don't think I realised how much I loved it until I was actually doing the commentary, and I was like, oh my God, I bloody love this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's, 
it's but it's funny when I try to think about what um my stud would be for this era, it is it's one of my choices after I've thought about the other ones that come first. Yeah. I know that sounds like a weird thing. It's it's almost like an underrated, really good surprise one that's coming in the back way and you've kind of not forget about it, but it, it, it just sort of appears fully formed behind you. You think, Oh, even mm. the Daleks. Yeah. 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 And it's and it's one of the few Whitakers that I've rewatched since. Not because I've got nothing against her season or anything. I, I like her, but I think some of her stories I kind of think, oh, I don't know if I want to watch that one again or blah blah. But that is one that I've actually seen again because it's so enjoyable. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I want to ask you more about that, but in a different episode. Okay. <laughs> because because for me, I rewatched them all. Yeah. yeah. All of them. All, all everything that every all Doctor Who that I've watched, I've rewatched and then rewatched again. So that's fascinating to me. So I'm intrigued. Mm. We must hold that thought and come back to that another time. Oh, David, that was fab. Thank oh, you. thank you so much for joining me today on this. It's well, thank been you. Well, such fun. Thank you for asking me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And, and hopefully, I can I can lure you back for more chats soon about other things. Well, I I should hope so. I, I, yeah, I hope you do. Yeah, good. yeah. Good. So so where can people find you online? Uh, so my Twitter is at Mrs. Remington fan, which is the most obscure thing. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. Um, <laughs> uh, and my Instagram is a little bit of chaos. And I'll put the links in the show notes anyway for people yeah. if they want to um, get in touch. Please do. Send me, send me videos of Diana Rigg being camp. That's the sort of thing I like. He loves it. He Love loves it. it. Okay, so listeners, what did you think of David's choices today? Are you in perfect agreement, or do I sense a cloud of contradiction <laughs> forming overhead? Um, either way, I want to hear all about it. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WhoFluxPod. And of course, if you want to join me for a duds and studs chat, you know what to do. Just slide on into my DMs. Slide on in. David, please say goodbye. Good, goodbye, and and also, if anyone wants to, you know, fight me, I, I mean, talk to me about the episodes that I've chosen. Please, again, let me know as well. Let me know. Yes, do. You do. might be Start wrong. Conversation. You might be wrong, <laughs> but uh, let me know. Amazing. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much. It has been thank a pleasure, you. and thank you everyone for listening to this episode and I'm going to catch you next time and Mike's off to meet Jodie Whittaker and I'm off to go have a drink with Diana Rigg see you later I wonder what Diana Rigg drinks red wine ooh yeah I would think yeah yeah she, she like, or like a brandy or brandy yeah with a bit of ice As, yeah or a I, sherry a sherry I, feel like I can always, see her with a sherry I can see her with a sherry too my loves 